0: (laughs) I eat my notes like Ling Ling does
1: Adam Curry,
2: John C. Dvorak
1: It's September 6, 2009, time for your Gitmo Nation audio publication episode 128
2: This is no
3: agenda
1: Coming to you from the 17th century Canal House, Crackpot Command Center in Amsterdam, Gitmo Nation East Where we'll happily recycle your old metal joints I'm Adam Curry
0: and from northern Silicon Valley, where the train just went by, I'm John C. DeVore actually.
4: It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning.
1: Almost not in the morning anymore. It's
0: 9.26. <laughs> Wait, what, what's the morning, anyway? Yeah, good point. It's always the morning someplace. Yes.
1: And happy hour
0: somewhere else. Okay. So, so what do you got this week, Adam? How you doing? Yeah,
1: I'm, uh, I'm doing okay. So I went okay. to a
0: football game yesterday and watched the University of California beat the crap out of the University of Maryland, 52 to 13. But, unfortunately, I also ran into uh, the student newspaper where I read a disturbing article.
1: <laughs> you asked me how I'm doing,
0: and you're off to the races. Yeah, well, that's okay. We'll get to the disturbing article later.
1: So how you doing? I- I'm doing good. I only got one thing oh. to say. He's a Macdonald! He
4: pimps white women and black women obama is a long-legged mac daddy
1: i am just enjoying this pastor so much he doesn't like obama <laughs> people since uh, since we turned our uh, our audience on to uh pastor manning they've been finding all kinds of really choice quotes from the man <laughs> it's just fantastic
0: yeah, and the, the, it, of course I posted on the blog his definition of long-legged Mac Daddy, and where he which he takes forever to explain. Yeah, but he does explain it, and it's it's a very interesting uh, uh, definition, I have to say.
1: Well, I found um, actually someone linked to the original uh, one of his original, I guess, speeches where he uh, goes into the long-legged Mac Daddy, and he said, and he does have a very interesting point. As to why, and I don't think this is the video that you put onto Dvorak.org slash blog, but this is where he explains why he's calling him a long-legged mac daddy. Uh, it's about 45 seconds worth listening Obama to. Obama
4: is a mac daddy. Obama pimps white women and black women. He got started. You didn't notice him till he brought out those big-chested white women With their tight t-shirts and their short pants, that's what a pimp
1: does. So he's referring to Obama girl, and he has an interesting point. That is kind of when Obama really went mainstream, is when Obama girl started coming out on YouTube, right?
0: Well, I never thought about it until he mentioned it.
1: Well, listen to the well, rest let's,
0: of his... Let's, let's back up for a second before we uh, play too much of this guy and explain, because not everybody went and listened to Dvorak.org slash blog's uh, you know, uh, little video on this. But the Mac Daddy is a... Uh, the pimp, know, the pimp gonna, of all going pimps, to, right? I'm gonna define, he's the king of pimps. The Mac, a Mac is a is a is an Uber pimp. Usually, he has a bunch of you know people working for him. And the Mac Daddy is the best of them all. He like runs. Uh, he's a kind of guy, and they, these people do exist. Who, they actually run hookers worldwide. And, and by uh, the way,
1: they should be very proud of themselves. A well, fine you know, service.
0: It they, <laughs> they, they tends to be at that level. It tends to be overpriced hookers. Mm. But anyway, so. Uh, and then the long legged doesn't refer to the fact that Obama's tall. It refers to the fact that he has legs, as in he can, you know, he, he sustains being a Mac Daddy, a, a, uh, Ersatz king of pimps, uh, for, uh, a long time. And so that's, oh, okay. and so, so long legged Mac Daddy is this guy's phrase, which it, it just has a nice, it has a nice ring to it. Uh,
1: <laughs> it does. I'm using it all the time. <laughs> I can't help myself.
4: Long legged Mac Daddy
0: so uh that's definitely what, what it's all about and this guy's a black minister who uh apparently doesn't like obama being in fact, he's very he's a he's an interesting character because he's very uh moral he's a moral one of these moralistic black uh preachers that uh but he also has the black preacher style where he you know starts to scream every so often and
1: yeah. it's a pacing thing and he and he does more I mean, i'm not gonna play it, play them all but he talks about nancy the witch pelosi and Harry, the hen pecking reed, and uh, and I was just fascinated by his um, his theory about uh, Obama getting his start uh, in uh, in the presidential race by pimping out white women. I'll continue this clip another thirty seconds.
4: Oh come on! You don't get your campaign started with a big chested white woman. Uh, she must be a fifty-four D, double D. <laughs> and a pair of white, sh- a pair of shorts on. That's what started his campaign. He put his name on two big fifty-four D's. <laughs> Obama. That's where you first saw his name. That's the first place I saw it on two great big old tits. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the guy is awesome, <laughs> and he's standing there in his preacher outfit, and he's you know he's got his ministry sign behind him. He's at the pulpit there, and. It's
4: just it's it's phenomenal. He's a Mac Daddy. He's a Mac Daddy. He helps white women and black women. Obama is a long legged Mac Daddy.
0: So he I like the way this guy says a couple of they must have been fifty-four D's. And then he does it then he does a a beat and he goes, Double D's (laughs) Like, wait a minute. I missed that one. It's double than that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Uh, guy's fantastic. Yeah, that's a clip of the day. Well, maybe, because, of course, the news um, hit this morning that uh, Obama's, I think it's the green jobs czar? Oh yeah, that, that's been in the.
0: See, he's a local boy from the San Francisco Bay Area, so he's been in the news for the last two or three days.
1: Yeah, we're talking about uh, Van Jones, and he's been yeah, he's been Jones. in the news for well for three reasons, and I, and he resigned this morning as czar. And I actually have a list of uh, forty. There are forty four czars that uh, our president has appointed. I have a list too. Uh, well, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying, I have the list too. <laughs> And um uh, so the first the first one is that he was um uh, brought into question because apparently he was arrested during the uh, riots in South, South Central uh, Los Angeles which he says he was just an observer for the police and others say well he was actually uh leading the riot or leading some of the rioting then there is um uh this and I think this this may be there may be something to this that he apparently signed his name to a petition or a letter uh of people who stated that the government the bush uh, administration was behind the 911 attacks and that the attacks were used to uh, get us into iraq and afghanistan and what i understand is the uh, some spokesperson came out and said, well, you know, he didn't read the petition carefully enough. <laughs> it's always my favorite. Oh, yeah, excuse. right. <laughs> Just sign everything. <laughs> he didn't read it. But uh, I think this uh, quote, of which I have a soundbite, is probably what uh, what did our man in here. Hey, why is this not... Oh, man, please. I had this all uh, queued up. Hold on, what happened yeah, here? Uh, timing. Oh, wow. That's... Well, tell us, why don't you tell us about uh, well, about you know, Van one of the things that, that turned is. up.
0: It's it, one interesting character who should be in the Obama administration. It seems to me, uh, just for his political savvy, because apparently Obama's boys have been screwing up left and right, whether it's from all these idiot czars that are boneheads or or phonies, to uh, this guy who just should have been vetted better. And I, I have a theory about why this is happening, but one of the guys that you'd think would be in the administration at least. Yeah preventing this sort of thing is our old head of the assembly in California and former mayor of uh, San Francisco the extremely politically uh, savvy Willie Brown ah, who's yes. essentially been snubbed by uh, the Obama administration so Brown had since he's been on the news so Brown, but Brown is like one of these unforgiving characters and and so they asked him about this Van Jones guy and Brown being a good Democrat slammed him really? saying the guy has always been a troublemaker he's a, you know he kind of implied that the guy was no good and but he did it in some very interesting way and it was just very it was a very subtle piece of propaganda that i just thought was just Amazing, because Brown is so slick. And they used to call him Slick Willie Brown, yeah. and uh, he uh, drives a Ferrari. I mean, what kind of a <laughs> kind of <the> assembly
1: <laughs> driving a, a Ferrari? <laughs> I, have the, uh, I have the I have the clip. I have the clip that uh, that I think did Van Jones in. This is um, at some uh, question and answer session, um, and there's a question and just well, the question is relevant to his answer.
5: They had a majority, it
1: wasn't 60. Yeah, so the question is basically, how come the Democrats know, oh, yeah, this? Is, I don't
0: think this is the one that did it. Oh, but this please, is good... this is a good one for sure. Now, the crack pipe one is the one that did it. Well, admit. let's listen to this it wasn't
6: one first.
5: More than 60, but they pushed through all of these bills. But when we have, you know, 58, yeah. we seem to not be able to move things um, as progressively as. Many of us here would want, as Obama wants, right. and I don't. I know that he has this strong interest in bipartisanship. Right. But when nobody in the republic, the Republicans, so
1: essentially, Republicans, why can't the Democrats get it together like how, the Republicans how are,
5: can? How were the Republicans able to push things through when they had less than 60 senators, but somehow we can't?
7: <laughs> well, the answer to that is they're assholes.
5: <laughs> <laughs>
1: Now, but he says more that kind of shocked me a bit. So he says the Republicans are assholes.
4: Yeah, that, was Woo! Yeah, that was a technical political science term. Um, um, and, you know,
7: Barack Obama, Barack Obama was not an asshole. So, um, now... I will say this. Uh, I can be an asshole. But here it comes. And some of us who are not Barack Hussein Obama are going to have to start getting a little bit up.
0: That
1: kind of blew me away.
0: Well, the saying "uppity" is, is probably the uh, one of the keys there, but I still think it was when they dredged up the old crack pipe. I got it, here. You yeah, went I got on it about here. if you want
1: to... George Bush, you have that one? Yeah, I got it here. Hold on a second. Way
7: to try to bring the price of energy down is simply to increase the supply. To begin to drill more, to drill offshore, to drill here, to drill there, to liquefy coal, to go with oil shale and tar sands, do whatever you can to get more petroleum into the system. And we heard our president saying just that. That's what he wants to do. And I hate to say this, and I hope I don't offend anybody, (laughs) but the president of the United States sounded like a crackhead when he said that. (laughs) I just. A little bit more.
1: (laughs) Oh, it's the expressions that are priceless. He's doing stand-up. He, is he's like, but he thinks you he's Chris Rock. He's it's
0: obviously watched a little too much Chris Rock and whoever else he sees in the, uh, you know, death jam comedy. uh, yeah. he's, uh thinks he's funny.
1: Yeah. You know,
0: if I he, is, he is funny.
1: That was definitely funny, but you know, that's not really the way a czar. That's not very czar-like, is it?
0: Yeah, no, that's the problem. I mean, even uh, uh, the guy who's a, the only actual professional comic in the uh, Senate, uh, L. Franken, is not doing material. He's not doing <laughs> shit. In fact,
1: he's kind of boring. Like I'm waiting for him to crack a joke or two.
0: Oh yeah, no, he's actually gone the other direction. He is extremely serious, and he doesn't want anyone to mocking him for you know being a clown.
1: Yeah. But these czars—that's. Uh, have we ever had this many czars in uh, in an administration ever? Forty-four.
0: All these guys have had these czars. You know, it's, it looks to me as though these aren't even real jobs. These are just like some sort of way of, of passing out money to friends. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing just looks. I mean, I looked at that list, and it's just like half of them, including some of them, are sketchy. I mean, you know, I think it is funny that. Anik uh, or Anish Chopra and uh, is is a czar of technology and he's never had, has zero technology experience. Period. Yeah. And uh, and his buddy Vivek Kundra, who's his boss, is a czar of infotech, which is what is that?
1: <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It sounds like a, a conference that costs you two thousand dollars to to attend. Infotech. <laughs> That's what it sounds like. In the Gitmo Nation East, <clears throat> big story uh, from the Daily Mail, which of course you can bank on them. Uh, but this is right along with the ministers of parliament and all of their, uh, their crazy, uh, deductions that they were making. Or not just deductions, but the you know, they're just taking money to build duck houses in their moats and having their moats cleaned. So they have an 82 day summer break, which is pretty much on par with uh, all of Europe. They always have these long breaks, but e- even normal people in Europe don't get that much time. And, uh, here's what some of them are doing. Um, let's see. Greg Barker. Uh, made 5,000 pounds for uh, working uh, in his summer vacation, summer job for the U.S. investment firm Pegasus Capital. Uh, John Gummer, uh, former Tory cabinet minister, um, let's see, he worked uh, during the summer 20 minutes, uh, made 1,600 pounds for uh, equity release firm Sovereign uh, Reversions Limited. See, all these guys are doing consultancy work on the side. The policy chief of the conservatives, 35 hours for uh, Rothschild Bank, (laughs) All these guys are working for banks and for uh, for financial institutions during the summer. I mean, and well, that and, must
0: make the British public happy. Yeah,
1: it must make you feel real warm and fuzzy. And then they, you know, here's Patricia Hewitt, another well well known name. Uh, worked for the pharmacy chain uh, Alliance Boots during the summer. Made twenty one thousand pounds working for British Telecom, who, of course, have plenty of government contracts, including the multi billion pound failure known as their. Uh, electronic um,
0: wait, let me dossier. get this straight. What you're trying? Let me get something straight here, because I, I find this. You, I think you must be making a mistake, because it seems to me that a member of parliament uh, can't be taking just straight-up bribe money from large corporations who they have uh, 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 oversight. Well, let me read the article. It's very short. It makes no sense. This has got to be a lie.
1: Ministers of Parliament are pocketing up to £5,000 an hour in outside earnings during their 82-day summer break, it was revealed yesterday. Figures slipped out by the parliamentary authorities revealed for the first time dozens of MPs have registered huge sums in private earnings since the Commons broke up for summer on July 21st. The revelations undermine claims by many MPs that the long recess, which continues until October twelfth, is devoted to constituency work. It <laughs> <They're>, is. <laughs> yeah, their, their personal constituency of one, and they're likely to deal a further blow to the public image of Westminster, which has been heavily tarnished by the expenses scandal. Among the big earners, a number of MPs criticised for making lavish expense claims. Uh, so they're actually uh, they're, they're almost missing the point. Uh, they're saying, "Oh, these are some of the same people who uh, had large expense claims." But the whole point is, their their work. Yeah, it's, they're essentially taking bribe money for doing consultant work during the summer uh, with with commercial institutions. And- yeah, it's corrupt. <laughs> it's, it's the worst kind of corruption. <laughs> yeah, well,
0: and the British public puts up with this.
1: Well, I think they will. You know, Big Brother uh, this uh, season is really good. Oh, (laughs) so I have a feeling that they're just gonna take it, take it again. Bend over. Well, what do they say? Uh, Bohica. Bohica. Thank you. Bend over. Here it comes again. Thank you. Yeah, exactly right. Uh, Taxpayers in uh, Sweden aren't so easy. They're up in arms. What didn't back in the day, John, in the seventies when you were in your thirties, wasn't uh, Sweden considered to be kind of like the place where all sexy movies came from and kind of. Where porn came from? Well, yeah, I think so. Well, they've done a, a complete 180. Um, you know, they're, Sweden just seems to be clamping down. Now, although I will say that I can understand where they're coming from when uh, the government, the Swedish Film Institute, which apparently is funded by the government, um, sponsored a female porn featuring uh, women's facial expressions at the point of orgasm, the uh, 500,000 kroner, about $69,000. And everyone's up in arms that, you know, this is ridiculous and this shouldn't happen. Of course, it's complete art. I mean, I think it's a fabulous project, and I'd love to get my hands on a copy of it. But uh, Both hands. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, they're really, really angry. Well you know there's a
0: political correctness movement going on in Sweden that's actually I think embarrassing to the culture and a lot of it has to do with assuaging the uh, huge muslim population that is pretty much taking over south the southern part of the country including the uh, uh, city of Malmo uh, which is where the most of the immigrants are centered around not mm-hmm. necessarily in and it's it's having an impact you know the uh, it's just like every place else that you have a bunch of moralists that come in to a, an area and then they start throwing their weight around they you know they you know they do represent votes
1: well and yeah they and, can a, and also things. the the, uh, the same thing has kind of happened in the netherlands where you know the the uh, let's just call them the native uh, population is just lazy doesn't vote let alone run for office and then you get uh, uh <clears throat> you know, foreigners in and uh, they Burners. nationalize, foreigners, they nationalize and they you know, they become citizens and then they run for office and they get voted in. And then uh, you turn around, you wake up one day, it's like, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> what happened?
0: Well, yeah. that's why the, the, the Danish are the interesting group in this, uh, in the Scandinavian Nordic area, because they have pretty much limited the, the amount of exposure they have to, uh, to immigrants coming in and taking over the place.
1: Well, that's that's the big the big push that is uh, I think going on in the United Kingdom, uh, certainly the Netherlands is you it's know, too hey, late. We we want to limit how many um, foreign workers can come in, how many people can can immigrate into the country. Yeah, I mean it's about ten years too late, really, to start. You know, to start. Uh,
0: yeah, you might as well just start counting the days. As far yeah. as I can tell,
1: we have a little song uh, we forgot to play on last week's episode. If there's anything that we love about doing this show, it's uh, what the fans do. Is just outstanding. Um, well, actually- let's
0: give a back uh, this background this a bit. Uh, last Sunday we uh, had a um, a guy that sent us some money from Manama, Manama, Bahrain who we thank profusely and so somebody picked up on the uh, fact that we had uh, slightly uh, ref- referred to the muppets tune
1: <laughs> and, and lo so, and behold
0: <laughs> and lo and behold he put it to music yeah it's pretty good it's short and that's
1: why i like it so much
5: manama
1: <laughs> manama
0: Menomina
6: to do to do to do to do
0: to do to manama, to do to manama, Nama. do to do to to do
1: to do do to Manamana.
0: Manamana.
4: That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was
0: great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, it though. It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was
4: awful. I was terrible. Come away. Hey, Boo. boo.
1: It was fun. Stuff it. <laughs> we'll never
0: forget... Vanamana Bahrain. So, uh, and who did that for us?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I feel, <laughs> <laughs> I feel stupid now. But there's all kinds of good stuff. There's uh, a. We have to credit him. Yeah, well, I, you were the one that reminded me and sent me the the song again. Yeah, so I figured. Oh, well, let yeah, me look right, his name. Look up.
0: it up. He's the radio guy.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, there's also, and this is not to be played because it's a visual gag. And I'm actually, this is kind of a meme. I've seen this. Um, I guess is it from Valkyrie? I think the the scene with uh, with Hitler in his uh, in his briefing room, and he's got all his guys there. And no, it's from a new movie
0: called uh, this a recent movie. Somebody sent me a link to it. It's uh, and oh, apparently maybe. people are people all over, the, especially Europe, are making this this particular type
1: of gag, which yeah. is to just subtitle. subtitle it. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there's a, uh, a, a, a a a no agenda subtitle spoof, which is pretty damn good. The problem I had is I actually understand German, so I had to turn the sound you know, way down so I almost you know, it was almost uh, uh um inintel- unintelligible, is that the word? Inaudible. Whatever. Inaudible, thank you. Uh, because otherwise it's kind of confusing. You have to kind of tune it out, but it's very very funny. And I love the way uh, RSS synchronizes with SS. That's nice, cool. So oh, that is cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: All right, let me see if I can find our friend. Here. Or you? Yeah, will you? What, uh, uh, yeah, well you, what find you do? Him. Look, look, get, 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 fill some time.
1: Yes, I'll fill some time with uh, a little report from Lake Charles, where uh, Gitmo Nation is uh, closing in on the citizens there as uh, we are taking off our breath, tra- taking. Uh, We're actually following the footsteps of our brethren in uh, Gitmo Nation East in the United Kingdom, where we have uh, 20% of the world's CCTV cameras now soon to be found in a bar near you.
5: Soon, if you plan on going to a bar, you may want to think twice before starting trouble. Lake Charles Police Chief Don Dixon is pursuing a plan that's going to make it safer to go into a bar you'll remember recently off-duty sheriff's deputy logan armistead was leaving nate's place in lake charles and two men allegedly attacked him beating him nearly to death and while deputy armistead is making progress lake charles police chief don dixon is doing everything he can to prevent this from happening again he's pushing for a city ordinance requiring all bars where more than fifty percent of business is in alcohol sales to install surveillance cameras inside and outside
6: we we feel that that it it'd be very proactive to uh... mandate that if you only bar run a bar uh... that you be responsible
5: at a city council agenda meeting chief dixon laid out his proposal for council members
6: it's something we need and, and it's something
4: it's that we need well, it a, 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 uh, i would think, it's good. As somebody that owns an establishment that serves more than
7: the good. would take it upon themselves to go ahead and do that anyway and be
6: responsible now the council I member
7: it's an asset to solving crime so i'm for that one hundred percent
5: as the city council looks into the legality and possible implementation of this proposed ordinance
1: yeah, that's a really nice trend. Hang <laughs> up cameras in your bar. Unbelievable. Did you find his name? No.
0: Okay. Here's the problem. He, I mean, I'm going to find the name before the show's over, and he, or he's going to write us a nasty note or send us another uh, <laughs> clip that's less uh, friendly. But uh, is when you forward, I have this like a sent box and an inbox, but when you forward... A message—it doesn't show up in the sent box. You have to send it. It's ridiculous.
1: I think you could actually uh, set that somehow. I don't
0: know. When, when something's forwarded, it doesn't seem to. Uh, it, so I have to go and do the same search I did when I found it the first time. When you you lost it. Oh, actually, there was that too. You did have a. <laughs> I, I did I'd, send it to you.
1: I'd like to. Um I'd like to just, I, we gotta hit swine flu, John, because we're uh, getting closer to October, and of course, that's when the vaccinations will come out, and there's a lot in the news, and there's a lot of things being discussed. But we're also preparing our children. And if you have not seen this website, which I'm uh, Skyping to you at this very moment, please take a look at FEMA for Kids, because this is just a fantastic website where we prepare our kids through great little games and quizzes like Help FEMA Freddie Through the Disaster Maze. <laughs> It, this is unbelievable. How we are preparing our kids for the uh, for the black helicopters and for every type of disaster. I mean, th- this is not what you want your kids doing. You know, I'm I'm, I'm starting to begin, or I'm
0: beginning to think that uh, there is some study or something that came up where. Uh, in the 50s, for example, there was a, uh, a a movement afoot to scare the crap out of kids. Yeah, duck and cover, right? Duck and cover. And, we, and there's a ton of stuff on uh, on the Google and on uh, the YouTube that you can find that the, some of these movies that they would show kids. It's just to scare the crap out of them. And... And I think that you know I don't know if it's a way of making the public more docile or, or or distracting them, but it just seems almost that it's 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 a, it's a scheme that somebody uh, unearthed from the fifties to uh, to browbeat the public into putting up with a lot of stuff they shouldn't. I mean I think the British are the worst examples of people who put up with an amazing amount of crap.
1: Well, I I, I you know. This FEMA for Kids site, which is fema.gov slash kids, there's even a little story here. It's a cute little tale of Herman P.I.C., which I don't know what P.I.C. stands for, but it's Herman P.I.C. and the hunt for a disaster-proof shell. (laughs) Hi, I'm Herman. I'm a hermit crab. I know what you're thinking, hermit crabs can't talk. We can talk, although we usually just talk quietly amongst ourselves. But I'm speaking up now because I have a story to tell. I've learned a lot since I was a little hermit crab searching for my first shell. Let me tell you about it. And he goes on to tell you how he found a disaster-proof shell. What is this about? What is the what is the point? <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah, here's a nice little the disaster area. Okay. Floods, hurricanes, tornadoes, tsunamis, thunderstorms. Let's choose one, John. Would you like wildfires, winter storms, national security emergencies? Mm. Until the terrorist attacks of September 11th, 2001, FEMA responded mostly to natural disasters such as floods or tornadoes. But on September 11th, when terrorists flew planes into the World Trade Center in New York, the Pentagon in Arlington, Virginia, and the countryside of Pennsylvania, the nation's focus changed. So did FEMA's focus. And this is all done with, with little like cutesy drawings. And so what is terrorism? Terrorism is the use of force or violence against people or property to create fear and to get publicity for political causes. Well, then I
0: think this brochure should be called Terrorism. Thank you.
1: Terrorists are criminals, and when they are caught, they are put on trial. They Act- should put the people on trial that they th- put this brochure out. <laughs> they throw them in a Gitmo. Acts of terrorism include threats of violence, assassinations, kidnappings, hijackings, bomb scares and bombings, and the use of chemical, biological, and nuclear weapons. Now, let's all hold hands and tell each other a secret. You know this
0: this definition of terrorism they keep making it broader and broader I don't think in exche- you know like a, a, if for example Russia and the United States back in the whenever sh- shot nu- uh, nukes at each other and they I wouldn't call that that wouldn't would be of terrorism it would be called war um yeah, yeah. Also kidnapping most of the time is done for the purposes of I mean money. yeah there could be terrorist kidnappings like in the middle east but generally speaking it's for for some dummy trying to get some money yeah or trying to, to get bill clinton distortion
1: trying to, to, to get bill clinton to have a cabernet with you
0: whatever so the uh point is is the uh you know Ter- there's something something's amiss Ter- By the terror way, terrorism. It's ray the radio guy r e y ray the radio guy who gave us that and i want to thank him for it. Ah, oh, good
1: terrorism is a scary thing before you go any further on this page. you need to have permission of an adult. check with your parent or teacher what? yeah, oh no, listen check with your <laughs> with your parent or teacher if you're at school or another adult to make sure you have the okay to learn more. Do you have the okay to continue? Yes or no, John, do I have your okay?
0: I think you can maybe handle it since the cartoon levels are around second grade.
1: My God, stay alert. You don't have to be afraid, but it's always a good idea to be aware of your surroundings. That means notice if something around you doesn't seem quite right. Know where exits are in the building. Oh, brother.
0: So is it, there was, I'm looking at the site now, and people should go and check it out. It's fema.gov kids. Very easy to get to. Um, it looks like it was done by some guy was on, that was on LSD. The color scheme—the blue and green and yellow—and the and the hermit crab with a kind of a blue dude, shell. It's a hermit crab, dude. With eyeballs, with blue eyeballs, and it's a blue—it's a blue shell. It just—it just looks weird. And then the uh, pictures, like the, the, if you look at this one, it says becoming a disaster action kid. This guy looks like he's on speed. <laughs> meth. Doesn't he? Yeah he does. Looks like he's on speed. Uh, and the and all the other kids are you know, they're they're kinda cow eyed with their eyeballs going every which way. This is this is I think encouraging the use of drugs. I think that's what this is all about.
1: I just thought it was rather interesting that the site even exists at all. Well, you know, it's probably
0: another $18 million down the drain. Uh, yeah, I can't even seeing, I've never out. seen
1: so many websites. In my, as
0: soon as Obama got in these websites, yeah. this gov, that gov, this gov, that gov, there's so many websites, it's unbelievable. And you know that if they're going to spend the $18 million on
1: one website, they're spending like uh, probably a million per. Well, there's another website coming, and uh, I have a sound clip from CNN uh from the program Homeschool which by itself is a very fascinating program particularly if you listen to the host uh, the person he's interviewing i think it's very clear who the audience the intended audience is this is about the new cash for clunkers of course uh, the cash for clunkers for cars i believe is now absolutely closed they spent the uh, the the total 3 billion dollars well, they 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 promised it. Yeah, it's closed. But well, the, they haven't. The fir- well, the first billion was spent within a week. Then they had well, two spent,
0: more. They, it was spent in a promissory note sort of way. Most of these dealers haven't gotten a
1: nickel. Really, that's my understanding. Hmm. Well, anyway, it certainly boosted the economy. Uh, all, all car companies reporting production is up. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> if you're pumping three billion into the car industry for people to go buy new cars, that'll certainly keep your numbers good for a little while. So what's next is, um, uh, refrigerators, toasters, uh, boilers, all kinds of, uh, durable goods, I guess they would be called. And uh, this is the cash for clunkers part two is a fine explanation of what it is and uh, and how you can get in on it
3: all right we're gonna do some homeschooling here we got we got Clyde in with us. good to see you this morning but we're here. usually talking about home and stuff like that but we're right. still kind of talking about the home
1: now this really caught my attention because this is definitely jive you think <laughs> i'm like wow okay <laughs> my man clive is here my man clive is going to tell us all about the, the homeschooling he's a mac daddy he pimps white
4: women and black women. Obama is a long-legged Mac daddy.
3: But we're talking about appliances in the home. Exactly. The Cash for Clunkers, very popular program. Exactly. That was for cars. Was we got a car. program now for appliances. We do. Now, do we know for sure this is going to happen? It's not in place just
7: yet, though, it's right? Gonna, it's going to happen. It's coming. In the next 30 days, it'll we'll be here. And so, pretty much, you really have to uh, look at it. It's a great opportunity to get some money for those old appliances. Now, yeah,
3: let's get it on uh, out. Now, the cash for clunkers for the cars, right. that was a federal program. Federal program. So, this kind of sort of is, but right. still, the individual states are getting to make their own rules. Exactly. they still using some of that stimulus money. So, it's still coming from the same pool, okay. but the states are making their guidelines. Okay. Which state are we talking about here we have a A lot lot that already do have somewhat a similar rebate program separate totally from exactly the federal one so which states I guess we got a graphic here to show which states we're talking about but several states already have their own programs we don't have that graphic we'll try to get that graphic (laughs) up But several states and people might want to check on that That this one we're talking about the cash for clunkers but still you might have a a lot of states already do this exactly and so
7: what's going to happen is I mean the cash for clunkers was huge I think 600,000 people used it so this is a great opportunity again we're still trying to stimulate the economy but now you got an opportunity to get rid of those old appliances that may not be helping our carbon footprint. Now,
1: now listen really closely to the information that's being given out because it's not exactly like the cash for clunkers.
3: Which ones are we talking about? Which appliances? I mean, anything in the kitchen? Yeah, for the most part, the list is pretty long. I mean, you've got refrigerators, you've
7: washers, you have dryers. Um, there's several things that, you know, that, that help us to be green and to reduce our carbon footprint. How do we know, how will people at home know which oh, appliance is eligible? I think you really just got go to go out there, to check on the net, find out which prices there's a long list there's several sites that tell you exactly website. all you have to do is go in and look at it cash for appliances
3: but that trade-in kind of a thing with the cars you right. had to get a car that was so fuel efficient right. and whatnot so do you have to get an appliance or buy a new one that's also energy star you energy know that's star. what you're
1: looking for this blew me away anything that is energy star you will be eligible for a rebate and energy star john isn't that just like uh some kind of industry-based uh, branding thing isn't that on computers as well? Energy Star.
0: Yeah, it's a. Uh, it was started by this guy. I can't can't remember his name. It was back in the nineties, and it was. It, I think it's you know it's almost like the Meritage wines that you can get from the Napa Valley. It's it's a trademark. I think you have to apply for to use it. You have to join a club. um You can't. You just no. It, not just any winery can. Put Meritage, it's a trademark. And I think I, I think uh, Energy Star is a trademark that you have to you just can't bandy about.
1: Yeah, and, um, oh, actually, no, no, no. He, it's John, there's a website, energystar.gov. <laughs> another <laughs> and this, and, million dollars. And look, and, and look at the banner at the top. Join the Lorax, which is actually a Dr. Seuss character, and Energy Star and fight global warming. Oh, there's another kid's the, website.
0: Oh, cool. I wonder if they licensed the Lorax properly. Oh, they must have.
1: There's a, there's a, oh there's another kids oh there's another kids energy star the planet needs you find out why you can make big changes find out how
0: this may be the reason that one of the biggest things going on in the news around here nowadays is the uh, holy crap I just clicked on that lower star thing <laughs> there goes another million dollars <laughs> on the it's banner? like a big game with a bunch of, yeah, a lot of flash right, that's code the kids here. thing yeah you click on the arrow and it flies around. Factoid.
1: Factoid. Feeling Almost.
0: tired? Get some mental energy. Flex that brain of yours with some energy info. Oh yeah, that'll do it. That'll wake you up. <laughs> Let's click on that. Wow, this is a, a ritzy site.
1: Yeah, it's nice, isn't it?
0: Oh yeah, this is a this is good good for twenty million. I think so too.
1: Get the facts.
5: What
0: is energy? Where does energy come from? Well, this is a good one. Let me click on. Where does energy come from? Loading. It flashes. Oh, oh, brother. It's <laughs> a woman sitting in a field, a car driving by, a big building, a plane flying over. Let me click on the woman sitting in the field looking uh, like she's bored. <laughs> Our bodies can change the food we eat into energy. Okay, then I click on the house. The electricity in your house comes from different types of fuels. The energy is often produced far away and is sent along wires into your home. Very educational. Here it is, I would never
1: know that. Special offers and rebates from Energy Star Partners. To encourage customers to buy energy-efficient products, Energy Star Partners occasionally sponsor special offers such as sales tax exemptions or credits or rebates on qualified products. Partners also occasionally sponsor recycling incentives. So they've got this whole thing. Clothes washers, dishwashers, refrigerators, freezers, residential dehumidifiers, water coolers, ceiling fans, boilers, ceiling fans. But these products aren't necessarily going to be made in the USA.
0: No, none of them are. Now, so, Dad, you have the tab where it says Meet the Energy Stars? Uh,
1: no, I'm no, I'm, I'm no a fine.
0: Wherever that I'm, tab is, I'm you get to see Bulby. Offers. There's these energy stars. Bulby, which is one of those crappy fluorescent bulbs that, you know, that come from China with anybody. In front, only this one has a face. And Bubbles, which is a washing machine with a big smile on its face. Celine Flanagan, which is a fan. Fanagan. Celine Fanagan. Larry, Laptop Larry. <laughs> Laptop Larry. And Telly, who I don't even know what that is. But... Uh, by the way, those bulbs, those crappy little fluorescent bulbs that come from China and are loaded with mercury, although not quite as much mercury as a coal plant gives off. Anyway, those things go dim.
1: Yeah, and, I have like three. And, and, yeah, and and you know, so now the uh, officially all um, beauty bulbs and all 100 watt bulbs may no longer be sold in uh, in Gitmo Nation East in Europe. Uh, that went in as of September first, and so now we're kind of stuck to the uh, the mercury bulbs. And uh yeah, it turns out they're not quite as bright as uh, as everyone said they would be. <laughs> so we have well, a very dim future. Well, here's the funny thing: they future. have a long,
0: you know, the long life is on is, some of them is true. But I've put three of these things up on some cans in the ceiling and you turn these things on, I mean they're running they, I think they're about maybe, I don't know a year old, and you turn on the lights, you, they all light up, they still work, so I guess the life expectancy stays the same, there's like five watts coming off of each one of those things, there's like being in a, in a this is like being in a Moscow airport, there's no <laughs>
1: lumens <laughs> and in fact uh, they give off about a thousand volts per meter, I think, you know, these, these things actually radiate electricity people have been known to get, we, we actually, didn't we have a clip a while back maybe a year ago where people are getting uh, migraine headaches when they were near these light bulbs because they actually they actually exude energy you can hold up a you know a a multimeter next to it and it just it registers because there's electricity it's wireless electricity going the wrong way yeah well, some way you can capture it i'm sure that
0: the things are still sucking up the same amount of energy and they're just delivering no lumens yeah energy stars these things are crap (laughs) energy stars you know what i've gone back to buying incandescent bulbs because these things i just as soon change the bulb a lot
1: yeah but you won't be able to anymore john that's the whole that's the whole scam they're going to they're going to that's what's happened here september 1st no more 100 watt bulbs no more flames and no more you know things that look like candles so you're also gonna have to change your lamps
0: yeah and these by the way where are these bulbs made can you tell me That made by GE? Uh, In what country? Uh, China, probably. No, not probably. Definitely. The Chinese somehow dreamed up this little idea, and you know, this started about five years ago or so, or, or maybe even a little sooner. They, they were experimenting with these bulbs for a while. These are small uh, fluorescent bulbs that you know, don't have two. You know, they, said they're, they, they, they have a little like, a ballast that starts them, and they, they've discovered they can make them pretty small and get some juice out of them. And then they finally got to these twisty ones. The first ones that came out were just kind of a loop, and they weren't very good yeah although i have one of those too i think the thing's 10 years old it gives off like a watt of light it's like it just it's like a night light you turn it on it just blinks a few times and comes on and then it's like it gives off kind of a grim yellowish kind of a sickening color light and uh, then they up the ante with these curves, these ones that are all they form like a spiral inside. And they're, they're when you first get them, yeah, they're bright, they're fantastic. And then you know you use them, and they just get dimmer and dimmer. But they stay; they, they're still work. Work. They work forever.
1: So cordless phones can actually also have an Energy Star rating. Uh, let me see the, the requirements to uh, receive this fantastic rating. Uh, let's see. You have to comply with the ENERGY STAR eligibility criteria to find the performance criteria that must be met for use of ENERGY STAR certification markets on telephony products. It's very hard to find out how energy efficient you actually have to be other than what they say is 10, at least 10% more efficient than the federal standard. Wow. Big deal. Yeah, really? <laughs> But why? Any, any, John. It seems like anything can be a, an energy star, and now these federal rebates are going to be given on additional handsets, cordless phones, answering machines, multi handsets. Oh my gosh!
0: You know, maybe there's somebody out there that can answer this question for us. Who might be living in some area in Iowa, wherever they make, or some that works for Whirlpool. During the Clinton administration, out of the blue, as a part of this Energy Star thing, they banned top-loading washing machines, and uh, they banned them. So Maytag, who makes, you always made this fantastic washing machine, was a top loader. You can still buy them. You actually can still get them refurbished, and they last forever. And they made it so all the washing machines had to be front-loading. Like they like you'd find in the uh, like commercial ones or sometimes you find them in these lawn. Was that an energy
1: thing or was that a safety thing?
0: No no it was never a safety thing. it was an energy and water saving thing for some reason i don't I personally I, I thought the thing was sketchy. I thought it was just some sort of Bill Clinton corruption where he was like given some money by somebody to screw Maytag or they were Republicans. I have no idea because Maytag was the number one at this and I think whirlpool also had a, some nice top loaders but, but the but as soon as these, these front loaders came in it's like the last thing a, a general you know somebody who actually wants a washing machine in their house wants you don't want it because you can't for one thing once the wash starts you can't like throw something in at the last minute because no no because then water the water in.
1: comes out yeah right
0: yeah yeah, you'd open it up, boom, you'd flood your house. <laughs> so you, you know, so you say, oh, I forgot this other sock. So, so, the, the, so the <laughs> so amount yeah, so of energy yeah, it yeah, saves because you have to like run do another a wash, load yeah, yeah is ridiculous. Yeah. And it, just, it, never made any sense to me. Why would something that's that's that's, that's tumbling be any more efficient than something that's in, like in a bucket that where you have the agitation going? It's just the whole thing seemed like a scam. Wow, you, or something. you make a
1: very good point there, John. Very good point. I don't that's, know about
0: the point, but somebody has to explain to me what the scam is, because I don't know what it is. There's a scam here.
1: Let me uh, let me finish the rest of the, another 40 seconds on the explanation here uh, for, for people who really need to know. Energy. And get in on the program. Get some money.
7: Star appliances. So they're going to have the Energy Star logo on there. Yeah. And so that's what you want to make sure. Those are the fuel efficient or carbon, you know, low carbon footprint
1: appliances. Fuel efficient? What the hell is that? <laughs> fuel efficient
3: okay no um i guess they're easy to find i mean that's probably out there a lot of people yeah. probably not even aware that this stuff is energy star. well you have to take your old appliance in like you, you don't do your car you don't you don't, you don't have, do don't have
7: to take,
1: you don't have to drag your refrigerator in and take it down and, and turn it in you don't have to do that but you can't oh, don't worry we'll just ship that shit off to china just leave it on the on the curb thursday morning we'll take care of that and turn it in you
7: know and they can recycle it or do whatever they need to do with it but you don't have to do that all right last you thing how much
1: money we talked about we
7: could possibly get back fifty dollars to two hundred dollars generally is what they're talking about for the Appliances. So it's definitely not as much as a car, the 4500 that they have for that, but it's still something. You're Duh. thinking about getting a new washer and dryer, and you know, you may be able to get a little money off of it, making sure that it's energy stock. All
3: right, Clyde
7: Anderson, new, uh, the new look,
3: Clyde Anderson. Anderson. It's yeah. still him. He looked a little younger there, yeah. <laughs> Lost right. the facial hair on him. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry, I always got to do something. All right, good to see you. <laughs> J- Jabronies. <laughs> not really. That's how we educate the public. <laughs> They'll do it, yeah. Anyway, yeah, yeah there's, so there's
0: something, there's something, uh, I mean, there's nothing wrong with running energy efficient stuff. I mean, it's a good thing because you don't have to, you know, what's the point of giving all this money to your gas and electric company? But there's something, there's some, something behind this energy start thing that's always bothered me. Um,
1: well, it's a government you know, program. The, the
0: logo, the, the, I mean, what's the point? You know, it's like the joining the club. It's like that Meritage wine thing. It's just, you know, somebody's idea of getting something that makes a more, to create another institution that makes it, you know, that takes more taxpayer money and ferrets it away.
1: So we kind of strayed from uh, from the swine flu topic there for a second. Totally my fault. Um, I do want to say that finally now the, uh, the word is out. The first uh, mandatory vaccinations have been announced, John. All uniformed U.S. military personnel, immunization starting in early October, announced by the uh, Department of Defense on uh, oh, yeah. September right. 1st. I know. If you're
0: in the military, you're going to get
1: poked. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> first in line for the vaccine will be healthcare workers deploying troops, those serving on ships and submarines, and new recruits. And of course, uh, families uh, will uh, have uh, have an option and easy access to the vaccine. Families of uh, military service personnel, but that kind of blows, man. Mandatory. You can't uh, you can't refuse it. You got to take it. Well,
0: you know, you signed up. They can do whatever they want to you. So, uh, so I th- found something disturbing. I got nothing against the military. But I don't think it should be encroaching on every part of civilian life to the extent that it is. And let me just tell you what the story is. I went to this football game uh, yesterday, which was when uh, the University of California beat Maryland 52 to 13. Um, Mm -hmm. And at halftime... I mean, first you had the, you know, they they were short of a flyover before the game, but they did have, you know, at the beginning, the national. first they played some America the Beautiful, then the National Anthem, then the Marines came out and unfurled some flag that was the size of the stadium. I never seen anything quite like it. And they all, you know, marched off, and I said, well, you know, the military, I've I've always had some objections to, uh, this only began recently, by the way, these, having this do the, you know, the uh, stand for the National Anthem at at a commercial at a commercial sporting event, as though this was some government function.
1: Well, don't we always do that when the national anthem plays?
0: Don't we always stand? Yeah, no, I'm not talking about the standing. I'm talking about playing the national anthem in the first place. Why are we playing the national anthem at sporting events, which are commercial enterprises? Do we play the national anthem when when you go to a restaurant? I'm going in to have dinner. Hold on a second. Here comes the national anthem, and everybody stands up and they they you know do their respects and they sit down to eat.
1: I don't get it. So okay. Well, we still pledge allegiance to the flag at schools in the morning.
0: That's I don't care. I think that's fine. I mean, but it's like, I don't think it should be impinging to such to the extent that it is on commercial enterprises. Now... But I'm okay with it. Fine, you know we're stuck with it. You have to go to a baseball game. It's our culture, I
1: wanna... John. Come on, it's, uh, it's, it's, what only,
5: us...
0: it's new. You'd want to find this in the 1920s during ba- when Babe Ruth was hitting 60 home runs. They weren't playing the national anthem at the Yankee Stadium. John,
1: all my life, all my life, I cannot remember any sporting event except for NASCAR that did not even NASCAR. I think starts with a national anthem. Or no, they I don't did... know. Do they? Mm, my
0: country. To well, TV. you can hear it with all that racket. <laughs>
1: Yeah, someone always sings the national anthem before indie. Yeah, yeah, it's I, yeah, I'm, fine.
0: I I know we're stuck with it because it's it became it's a commonplace. So everybody does. I'm just I just think I just question it because it's like what's next, you know. Little League games, do they do it there now? I don't know. Maybe they do. Well, anyway, so here's what bothered me. It wasn't that, you know, I I think it's actually kind of interesting. At least you know the game's going to start. But at halftime, they brought a whole bunch of recruits out, and in front of this stadium full of 60,000 people, they swore them into the Army, the Navy, and the Air Force in front of everybody in the middle of the field. Wow. This is at the
1: University of California at Berkeley. (laughs) I was my jaw dropped. <laughs> <laughs> they swore them in, huh? Wow.
0: Yeah, right there in front of it, and they did the whole thing where the guy says, "Do you agree to?" you know, he had he had this long spiel, and they "The said Constitution, th- yeah." Yeah, and they all said yes, and you know, and then they all you know, <laughs> this sort, went on for five, wow, five or six minutes, and they marched them off, and they literally marched them off. which put, game was put, this? The University of California Maryland game oh, wow. in Berkeley. Wow.
1: Wow, I just wow, thought it wow. was like,
0: what are we doing this for? In front, I mean, this is a it was baffling to me. I just found the thing offend. I found it offensive. I'm not there for to watch guys get you know sworn into the army. Yeah, we're, we're, it's a football game for God's sake. <laughs> what
1: happened to hookers and blow? Ah,
0: damn it! Anything could be better. But anyway, now we we'll get some letters. Well, I think you hate the military. No, I don't hate the military.
1: Uh, my whole family is military.
0: Yeah, there you have it. Now my dad was in World War Two. <laughs> you sure so you anyway, sure it
1: wasn't World War I <laughs> I don't
0: know those, you know those jokes get old yeah
1: so no l- I never get it I want
0: to back I did not to you but I want to back up to this kids uh, energy efficient star this energy star I found something on the site I just have to mention it okay I think this, they should probably pull this it's a for the kids again it's a factoid okay I'm going to I should make you do it I'm going to do a guessing game because I actually didn't know the numbers were this extreme. Just make sure where I get our, back to
1: swine flu before, uh, before I forget. Where does our electricity come from? Our electricity and comes from... Uh, is it multiple
0: choice? No, there's a bunch of different sources. In other words, you know, renewable, other... Oh, okay, right. It's a, it's a tree. It's skip logic. Skip logic, yes. Okay. Well, okay, what do you think number one is? I think you can guess that. Uh, oil. Coal, 49%. Okay. So you think number two would be what? Uh, Oil. Uh-uh. Natural gas, 20%. Okay. So, so. What's number so three? So along your logic. Number three, what do you think? Uh, Oil. Nuclear. 19.4%. <laughs> there's no more okay, percent now left. We're get, <laughs> now we get down there. Now uh, we're getting down. There's is, only like 10% okay, left. Okay, okay, okay.
1: Can I guess now?
0: Number four. Uh, Water. No. Yes, you got <laughs> yeah. it. Oh, you found the site. No, no,
1: no, I'm not looking. I just guessed. <laughs> Hydroelectric,
0: 7%. And the last on the list? Oil. 3%. Wow. Other gases, 2.3%. or Which I don't know what other gases are. I guess uh, methane. And then other renewables, 0.4%. And other, other, 0.3%. Well, where's I wind?
1: That I thought wind was supposed to be so successful.
0: That would be probably under other the, renewables. The 0.4. 4 right.
5: Hmm.
0: Yeah, wind. So, has, we have not exploited wind very well. Yeah, you're right. Hydroelectric was water. I'm sure. I was hoping you was going to stick with the theme. It's a funnier gag,
1: but you know, no, I had to. I had to mess it up. Yeah, yeah. All right, so um, swine back, flu. Back, yeah, back to swine flu. The uh, uh, article circulating, uh, circulating the uh, the circles on the um, World Health Organization website. There's an article that's been placed. Uh, about how they released mock up vaccines in order to uh come up with the actual let me let me read it to you essentially they it sounds like they they put some of the virus into the, into the population uh according to the website, ways are sought to shorten the time between the emergence of a pandemic virus. And the availability of safe and effective vac- vaccines. This is the fast tracking so we can all, you know, shoot up our military uh, in October. One such method used in Europe is to conduct advanced studies using a mock-up vaccine that contains an active ingredient for an influenza virus that has not circulated recently in human populations. When testing these mock-up vaccines, it's very possible to release the novel influenza virus into the population as its purpose is to mimic the novelty of a pandemic virus and, quote, greatly expedite regulatory approval. What? So, yes. So, it seems like they actually had a version, a new version, a novel version of the H1N1 release it into into the population... Well, the order, one that, they, that the
0: one that's out there now is called H one N one novel.
1: R- right. That's why the, the, the words are so interesting. Uh, GlaxoSmithKline clinical trials will be limited due to the need to provide the vaccine to governments as quickly as possible. Additional studies will therefore be required and conducted after the mi- vaccine is made available. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna do all the studies after we have the vaccine in your body and the World Health Organization, time constraints mean that clinical data at the time when pandemic vaccines are first administered will inevitably be limited. Further testing of safety and effectiveness will need to take place after administration of the vaccine has begun. Ladies and gentlemen, these guys are, and gals, and that crazy woman who leads the WHO are literally shooting you up with shit they don't know what's going to do to you. And rolling I think these
0: out, guys are out of control. And
1: they're rolling out big time. Uh, mass vaccination hubs are a part of the District of Columbia swine flu plan, according to the Washington Post. District officials uh, said on uh, Friday they're working to set up mass vaccination centers, potentially at city recreation centers, as a part of a broad push to minimize the number of people sickened by swine flu this fall and beyond. A network of doctor's offices, schools, clinics, hospitals is also being put together for the vaccinations. The city will update its flu website with the case counts and recommendations. We're a lot further than a few just a few short weeks ago. We're monitoring what other states are doing, said uh, Mayor Adrian Fenty. And uh, they even, to, uh, even plan to set up uh, a center at Mary's Center where they can uh, do a whole bunch of vaccinations in one pop. They are out of control, John. And you know that the, the, <laughs>
0: totally out of control. They're the, just going crazy. They finally figured it out that the public doesn't care and doesn't want to, and, and the media isn't telling anybody anything, especially not in some way that would panic them. And so they're just saying, "You yeah, look at, we can get away with this." I mean, look, we tried something like this back when, and nothing happened. Nobody cared. And yeah, I know it killed a bunch of people but so what and and now the government's given everybody kind of a carte blanche you know you can't sue you know you can get a shot from some company with an experimental vaccine and you can't sue the company and then they can require you to take the shot and nobody seems to say well this is crazy
1: well even even worse than that the world health organization actually changed their definition of uh, a pandemic it used to be you know uh, a a new um a new virus or a new influenza virus that uh, that is going around that causes great numbers of death and ill and they change it to a new virus <laughs> literally a new virus that is going around the world and there doesn't have to be tons of dead or sick people it's just a new virus so it, it, for all intents and purposes it could literally be a seasonal flu could be deemed a pandemic
0: I'm surprised you haven't done that. So for that, you know, pump up some more sales for the flu vaccines, billions of dollars involved here. Back to school ritual quarantines. This is an article in The New York Times. It looks like a typical college dormitory. The functional single cots, the students lazing in pajamas and sandals and laptops and iPhones click to Facebook. But the. Turman South Dormitory at Emory University is what administrators call a self-isolation facility, or as students call it, the swine flu dorm, the <laughs> leper colony, club swine. The, the
1: leper colony.
0: <laughs> <laughs> club swine is my, my favorite. It's a holding pen uh, at Emory for the coughing, wheezing, hand-sanitizing souls whose return who's returned to col- college coincided with their infection by a serious and highly contagious virus. (laughs) More than 100 strong at Emory, they belong to a growing number of students at colleges across America experiencing a bizarre start to the year, the on-campus quarantine.
1: Oh, my God. And now that, um, you know, Merck pretty much failed at their worldwide uh, vaccination of all girls 12 to to 18 with Gardasil, the so-called... Cervical cancer shot. Merck has uh, found, all of a sudden, according to Bloomberg, it also prevents genital warts in boys.
5: Hmm.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Why do they make these things so they got like six? Okay, we we'll back backup plan. Plan B. <laughs> hey, like, wow. Guess what? We just happened to inject that into a boy, and he didn't get no genital warts. Wow. He's only twelve. The agency released its review today in advance of a meeting next week on whether to recommend expanded use of the product now approved in women. And in the United Kingdom, it gets much worse, Uh, a woman uh, questioned... Let me see if I can get it right here. The mother of a 13-year-old girl who became partly paralyzed after being given a cervical cancer vaccination, and this is unfortunately what's been happening to, to many young girls, says social workers have told her the child may be removed if the mother continues to link her condition to the vaccination. What? Yes. In fact, the couple had all six of their children removed from their care after they disputed the necessity of an invasive medical test on their eldest daughter, So, what's happening now is if you question, and this, of course, is the National Healthcare Service, this is uh, the UK's version of Obamacare, if you question it, then your kids can be taken away from you because you're an unfit parent. You question the government,
0: you you will obey.
5: You will obey. It's uh... (laughs) It's
0: pathetic. (laughs) And the fact that the British public, well, I mean, the American public is just as, you know, obviously just as bad, but it's almost like the British is a testing ground for how far you can go.
1: Yeah, oh yeah, it's funny. It's just funny. Okay, well, we got that
0: way with it in England, so we can do it here
1: now. Yeah, well, of course it's a testing ground. There's a couple more things uh, being tested. Actually, there's there's a very disturbing trend. We have um, spoken about part of this, but let me um let me find the links this is about uh, digital money which of course uh governments would love to have you on digital money because if you don't uh, you will
5: obey, obey, obey.
1: then we could just turn off your money so the chicago tribune reports although this was i think pretty much known and already implemented uh social security as well as Supplemental security income, I'm not quite sure what that is, John, but it's an addition to Social Security, uh, is now going to be uh, switched to prepaid debit cards. Now, here's what's interesting because, of course, whenever a debit card is used, a fee is uh, processed. If you buy a product, there's a fee everywhere. You may not see the fee as the consumer, but a portion is going somewhere else, usually to the network that supplies this. Uh, the program is called Direct Express. is aimed primarily at the 4 million Social Security and Supplemental Security income recipients who don't have a regular bank account, but it's available to anyone, of course. Uh, it's billed as safe, convenient way for consumer consumers, not, they call them consumers, mind you, to get their government, not, not civilians, consumers, to get their government income while preventing fraud, theft, and loss of
5: checks. Ah!
1: But it gets better.
0: <laughs> I think having some money in my pocket is a lot better chance of not getting uh, fraud or theft. This is at, inviting, of course, uh, especially with old folks. It's inviting uh, identity theft, and and you're right. It, by the way, it's about two percent typically, uh, and it's not necessarily by the cardholder. Although they'll have some fees tacked onto this, which will rip the cardholder. Well, here off it
1: comes. Uh, the Treasury had quote worked hard to keep the amounts lower than the typical debit card for. Uh for fees. Oh, by the way, if you want a, a paper statement, you have to pay a fee. Uh, noting that the direct express ATM withdrawal fee is about 90 cents. So there's 90 cents when you withdraw money on your social security debit card, co- te- debit card, uh, compared to, uh, the typical $3 per, tra- per transaction. Uh, however, if you use it at a Comerica Bank ATM, because that's who, uh, who, is issuing who scammed this. us to make this happen? That's just one of the scams. Yeah, Comerica Bank. It can be, and I don't. I've never seen a Comerica Bank ATM. I have no idea what that looks like. There's, uh, they,
0: I've never seen one either. Yeah, it sounds can, be, like it a can be used
1: without charge at any of at any of its banks, and you're entitled to one other free ATM withdrawal a month. After that, it's ninety cents a pop. So that's social security. And then by coincidence, which you got to kind of ask if it is coincidence. I find this little ditty. Uh, hold on. Oh, he's been a busy bee. Yeah, I've been a very busy bee. Uh, Walmart, <laughs> the largest employer in the United States, who employ I don't know how many hundreds of thousands of people, has decided to go paperless when paying employees is switching to direct deposit and debit cards. And uh, they are tied into First Data Corporation, and they also will, offer, also will offer one free ATM transaction per pay period to users. Now, now they're not consumers; now they're users looking to take money out. So, when you have Walmart not paying you, not giving you a check, but giving you a debit card. <coughs> Someone is making a crap load of money one point four million employees Walmart has
0: so in uh, the San Francisco Bay Area, just for your information there's one two three, four five six seven eight nine ten eleven Comerica ATMs uh right. one in San Francisco, and right. then one on what looks like to be on the freeway somewhere down uh on highway one oh one It's a Texas then- bank, I believe right. Um, I don't know. I didn't look at that.
1: Yeah, I think it's a Texas bank.
0: Well, good work for Comerica. This is sounds like, you know, they're doing their job. Of, good scam. Excellent. Good one. Excellent. So we'll unemployment a rose
1: to uh, 9.7%. Uh, yeah. Of We're course. about 17%
0: real. Yeah, 168
1: real. And the president spun that as, uh, he just spun that beautifully. So here's the, here's the next scam, which I just love. This is the... Uh, President Obama's uh, speech to the nation, his uh, radio address, which is basically his YouTube video. It's his uh, user-generated video he does uh, every single week. And he is now implementing or working on implementing a scheme to make you, almost force you in a way, or at, at very least to trick you into putting money into 401Ks. Of course, 401K retirement plans... Are often matched by uh, by your employer, but essentially you put it into a bank, you know, and it it could be one. It's a Wall Street uh, scam, and then they invest in all kinds of stocks and bonds. And you can say, I want a risky portfolio. I want a very safe portfolio. But essentially, more than two trillion dollars of citizens' 401k money went poof. Yeah, most of them became 101Ks. (laughs) And yeah, really down down to 25%. And now the president wants to make it easy for all kinds of money to flow into your 401K, i.e. back into Wall Street, because we have to save
2: the economy. Have a listen. We cannot continue on this course. And we certainly can't go back to an economy based on inflated profits and maxed out credit cards. The cycles of speculative boom and painful busts. A system that put the interests of the short term ahead of the needs of long term. We have to revive this economy and rebuild it stronger than before.
1: Uh, that, to me, is doublespeak for it. we need more money in, in our Wall Street
5: system.
0: Well, the other thing, doublespeak thing, is the interest of the short term is bull. It's not. It was in the interest of the short term. It was in the interest of these of these schemers, these credit card companies, these scammers who charge eighteen percent, or they or they make you sign up for you know low interest rates, and then you go over by one dollar. Next thing you know, you got a forty percent interest rate bill. Essentially usury the kind of thing that used to be illegal these are ridiculously i mean this is why there's no loan sharks anymore they put the mafia out of business <laughs> and how is that what's it got to
2: do with short-term long-term well listen listen on and you shall enjoy and making sure that folks have the opportunity and incentive to save for a home or college for retirement or a rainy day <laughs> is essential to that effort
1: rainy day would be
2: now dude if you work rainy hard day. and meet your responsibilities this country is going to honor our collective responsibility to you to ensure that you can save and secure your retirement. Now listen how easy we'll make it to take your money and not actually give it to you. That's why we're announcing several common sense changes that will help families put away money for the future. Into Wall Street. First, we're going to make it easier for small businesses to do what large businesses do, allow workers to automatically enroll in a 401k or an individual retirement account.
1: That to me, by the way, John, sounds like they're going to set up some kind of government 401k. I mean, I understand how easier it could be. I mean, you can
2: choose from a million different 401k plans as a company. We know that automatic enrollment has made a big difference in participation rates by making it simpler for workers to save. And that's why we're going to expand it to more people. Second, will make it easier for people to save their federal tax refunds.
1: So, your tax refund can go
2: straight into a 401k, please listen on. Which 100 million families receive. Today, if you have a retirement account, you can have your refund deposited directly into your account. <laughs> With this change, we will make it easier for those without retirement plans to save their refunds as well.
1: And I take it this is only for federal because, of course, if you're in a state like California, your your tax refund was actually an IOU. I'd love to put my IOU in a
2: 401k and put it to work while I sit there and wait for it being a worthless piece of paper. You'll be able to check a box on your tax return to receive your refund as a savings bond.
1: A <laughs> <The> savings bond. <laughs> wow. A savings bond. That's not even a 401k. That's a That's a savings bond.
2: Whoa. I didn't even know they still had them. Third, we'll make it possible for employees to put payments for unused vacation and sick days into their retirement plans if they wish. Right now, most workers don't have that option.
1: And fourth, the IRS... How, do they, how does the government get involved all of a sudden in my business? How are they going to do that? How are they going to make that possible through my company that people can put their sick days into, uh, into a savings bond? A commissar will be dropping by in the
2: morning. Us and the Treasury Department are creating a plain English, easy-to-follow guide, as well as a website, to help folks navigate what are often very complicated waters, especially for workers changing jobs who often are unsure how best to continue saving for retirement, because the rules ought to be written to encourage people to save instead of discouraging them. We'll also build on these steps by working with Congress. As part of my budget, I've proposed ensuring that nearly every American has access to a retirement savings account through his or her job. This plan would make it possible for workers to automatically enroll in IRAs through payroll contributions. And the budget simplifies and expands a tax credit for millions of families, matching half of a family's savings up to $1,000 per year and depositing the tax credit directly into a retirement account. He's a Mac Daddy!
4: He pimps white women! Women, Obama is a long leg Mac Daddy.
2: (laughs) Oh
1: man! So this is exactly expecting that. Yeah, this is exactly the kind of stuff that uh, that we'll be discussing at our first no agenda, no agenda, no agin, no agenda agenda, agenda roundtable dinner on the official day of Thanksgiving, October third, in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, a number of spots have already been taken. It's uh, a limited. a limited run. How many people are coming? John 10, 12 including us?
0: Yeah. Uh and the thing is and of course by the way if we if the thing gets if the event gets canceled because we miss one person or if, or we I think it's going to be oversubscribed to be honest about it. but say something happens it's a totally refundable. So it's not like, you know, actually we lose a little money on the refund or just give everybody their money back. But and there's a link now on the uh Noagenda.squarespace.com and dvorak.org/na site that you can click on, and um, it's going to be October third. It's going to be probably at Florida Lee or one of the one of the high end restaurants, right? In, and that, that, uh, Las of course, Vegas that's your, your
1: Yeah, your donation pays for that. You get a great dinner. You get a great. Uh, well, it'll be a couple bottles of wine, but it'll be a, a, a wine More, that. Yeah, John... it'll be
0: enough wine for everybody.
1: Yeah, John will personally select. And uh, we're going to have just a, a good time and we'll chat about stuff and uh, any entertainment booked.
0: No, you <laughs> no. never know. We have a dancing girls. So, uh, but anyway, you got. We want to get this uh, thing booked up by uh, within a week and a half or so, because I otherwise I don't want to lose the room, and because uh, we have to book it. And there's a, unfortunately what's going on right now is that everything. All of a sudden, the all the restaurants around the country are the business is starting to boom. In fact, I was talking to the uh, restaurateur the other day, and they said, they said the same thing that a lot of other people have noticed, which is it, including the uh, Silicon Valley folks. This may not be true around the country, but it definitely is true on the West Coast, which is that the economy really did bottom in, in March and um, which was a, actually a double bottom because it actually bottomed in November too and then and it's and it was really dead in fact Adam and I when we were going to restaurants we could always get reservations and it was very easy to do on a Saturday Friday you could always get in at the prime hours but now uh as of the last couple of weeks you can't get into any good place in San francisco on Thursday Friday or Saturday unless you go at 5 thirty or ten and it's it's almost it's it's roundly consistent and I've talked these guys and everybody knows it's picked up now. This could be like the beginning of the end. In other words, people are all yeah. partying as the, yeah. as the Titanic sinks. Yeah, because
1: the derivatives are about to pop, and that's when uh, that's when it all comes tumbling down. But yeah, I mean, we might as well you know get it while the going's good.
0: And so, uh, we want to book this thing. So go to dvorak.org slash NA or this, uh, me via, or I'm sorry, the, uh, noagenda.squarespace.com and link there. It's still going to take you to the same page. I'm consolidating it. And all the other links are working fine. So if you want to do the $5 subscription or a $50, $100 donation, it's good too. Uh, we do have a bunch of donors this week. And I want to thank everybody. We had a lot of them this week, uh, in terms of just numbers. Uh it was funny cuz we had a lot of the 50 and 100 style but the, the number of people subscribing d- d- seemed to be particularly low for some reason but let me name out a few guys. Uh Theo uh Burcam. I'm not sure or Burcan. I'm not sure we didn't do him last week but he's from Kitchener, Ontario and he gave us $127.03. Can you figure out why? 12703 Uh that's
1: isn't that uh Wait, isn't that uh, the house the Ron Paul house resolution?
0: Maybe. I don't know. I got the one, one here that will fed? confuse you. Uh, uh, Brett Farrell, 75 bucks. He wants a ringtone. And by the way, people who want ringtone, send a separate email with the subject line ringtone to john at org and put the ringtone you want. And we'll do it. We're going to do those separately. and We're not going to do them on the show.
1: Oh, really? That's part of the fun, I thought. I
0: think it's going to be too b- b- boring. Okay. Graham Buck, and we can send them. You know, a, a file, and they can cut it up easier. Graham Bucknell, Durham, North Carolina, in line at eighty dollars and eight cents, which refers, as far as I'm concerned, to the Intel eight thousand eight chip, the original microprocessor, which actually was the four thousand four. So two of those, two four thousand, you know. Oh, I got it. Chris, I don't know what it was. What he really means, Chris Engler, Milton, Ontario, fifty, which I Nargon Systems Inc. in Atlanta. 64 david sandler in uh Co- this, i love this town he, david sandler gave us 100 dollars, and he's in one of these great towns Co- L- i'm sorry lone tree colorado yeah. my guess that there's one tree in the town <laughs> it's l-o-n-e not l-o-a-n well that's good Stephen e taff marietta georgia hundred dollars frederick uh bodiger i think we may, may have mentioned him i think he's giving us uh, a couple of times north haven connecticut fifty dollars and one cent matthew carey uh mayor i don't know marriott'sville australia he gave us 50 or marriott'sville oh, that's, that's great uh gerald Gandalf in tufenbach austria <laughs> tufenbach i think it's pronounced right Teufenbach. Teuf- Teuf-enbach. You think it's Toy? Toytenbach. Okay. T-E-E-B- yeah. yeah it is. Right. Fifty. It's Gerald Kandolf. Marcin. Be- this is an. Pff. Okay. Marcin Bekiza. B e k i e s z. I think people just are putting names that we can't pronounce. In Edinburgh, fifty dollars. James Smith, Ottawa, fifty dollars and one cent. Jonathan Cleed, which I think is a great name, by the way, Cleed. West Hollywood 75 John Kilborn Houston 100 Daniel Jackson Clematis Victoria Australia we can do more australian stuff 50 dollars eon smith in red car a red house red car cleveland uk is that right 60 red car r e d c a r well, that's the
1: way it looks maybe not. <laughs> maybe it's Birmingham. <laughs> Can't quite read the know. notes. Have you been eating your notes again, John? <laughs> I eat my notes
0: like Ling Ling does. Um, Travis Wynn and Hammond, I think we mentioned before fifty, William Casey, Golden Colorado, fifty, nice town. Okay, here's the one. Fenimore Johnson, San Diego, gave us fifty six dollars and eighty three cents. What
1: does it mean? Fifty three dollars and eighty three cents? Yep. 5383? Yep. That's got to be another... Don't type it in. That's got to be another house resolution.
0: Nope. It's the code that you would use when texting on a phone to spell out the word love.
1: Oh, that doesn't, makes no
0: sense. No, 5683 on a regular phone. When you... Five is an L. Oh, eight, but you said 5383.
1: No, I said 5683. No, because on my Nokia, 5 is G... Six is H. No, it's more than G. No. Oh, I see right,
0: what you're we'll, saying. We'll straighten this. This, this, <laughs> this got to straighten this out later. <laughs> How
1: much Why? was it? Fifty-three bucks. All right, I, I don't care. It spells love. <laughs> it's good.
0: Mike Westerfield, uh, Tristan Lennon. Uh, Mike Westerfield's been. You know, there's there's a
1: lot of phones that don't have um, the letters on it anymore. Uh, I know it's it very it difficult. Impossible.
0: That's why you can't use the you know like one eight hundred
1: atom. Yeah, no, you, you you can't figure it out anymore.
0: All right, we got Mike Westerfield from Parts Unknown. Tristan Lennon. I don't know if to, it looks like Tristan gave us money again, and I think only because he's he's in Tristan is a guy's name or a woman's name. What do you think? A uh, guy name in Wagga Wagga.
1: Yeah, manama na Wagga Wagga.
0: John Matthews, uh, Parts Unknown, $111.10. Beth, which, and he's been giving us oddball amounts of money every so often. Beth Graphics, Alchemar New Zealand, 70 And Eric Mann and Parts Unknown, uh, 50 I don't think I left anybody else. except Kurt Zeiser, who is now our patron, Knight, uh, wanted to go to the dinner. Or Kent I mean. Oh, right. And uh Kent is one of our early knights.
1: Right, yeah, of the the No Agenda
0: roundtable yeah. Yeah, he's out in Clovis, uh, New Mexico. I guess he owns half the town. <laughs> and he uh and his wife and uh, he couldn't make it to the dinner, so he gave us five hundred dollars instead. Wow. So, so, he's a patron knight
1: now. Well, wait a minute. So this, we're, you know, the, and to be the opposite of greedy, we could take his five hundred dollar donation since he's not coming, and we could give one seat away.
0: Yeah, we could, but the fact is, he, that was not what it was designated for. Oh, okay. And we honored <laughs> the designation of the money. But if somebody wants to do that, I'm in.
1: Yeah, it's a great. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, we can come up with some kind of contest with um that lamp thing from energy star
0: yeah how long will your lamp actually last giving yeah. off at least five
1: lumens well thank you very much everybody for uh, for your donations this week that's that's fantastic that of course motivates us entirely to continue and uh gets us closer to our third day a week although we're still quite a ways off from actually making a career yeah actually we
0: got up uh we doubled this uh, which means we I mean, if we double our income, we could probably do three. The uh, But anyway, yeah, I want to thank everybody, and I want to encourage people to go to noagenda.squarespace.com or org slash na. And we're going to have our own No Agenda bank account this week since you're back in town.
1: Oh, cool. And for those of you who, who don't know yet, uh, we have no advertising in this program. We don't want to spoil it. We don't want to ruin it. We don't want to have to... Listen to any uh, any man upstairs. Tell us what to do, and that's why we ask for donations to supplement. No,
0: we actually want this to be public supported. We this show will not. Be nearly as good or interesting uh, and although we'd probably make more money if we sold out oh, yeah. but also I think it changes the pacing of the show we don't need to be interrupting the show every so often and you know changing the, the, the entire tone and tenor so we can go on and on about some product that uh, or play a, a you know a product's commercial it just doesn't seem I mean I was watching the uh, Keith Olberman show the other day and I swear to God he teased one thing for the entire hour and then played it at the end. It was some... Oh, blend yeah. so, back. You
1: had, so you had to watch all the commercials until you finally got to the good stuff.
0: And then us, the, you, wor- yeah. the worst part was the fact that I think at least twice in his show... They break for a normal commercial break because cable doesn't have the same, you know, kind of oversight that the regular TV does in terms of like how many commercials can you play. So they play like seven commercials and go back to Oberman. I swear to God, I have this. I'll I'll run it as a clip next on Thursday. They go to a whole slew of commercials. They go to Oberman who teases that same Glenn Beck clip, and they go right back Back to to commercials. commercials. He doesn't even do anything. It's like. (laughs) Commercial, 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 and we're gonna. Hi, I'm going be back on the you show. You won't and believe
4: it. You won't believe what's coming up next.
0: Boom! Back to commercial, commercial, commercial. It's like, how can any, how can people watch this crap? It's all commercials, and it's. I mean, even with Tivo, you're you're getting like repetitive
1: stress syndrome on your thumb pushing <laughs> the button to get past, past, past. And, and I will say that in the very beginnings of the internet. That people were actually were saying, you know, wow, you know, I'd 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 pay money just not to have commercials. Where well, here you go, there's certainly enough of you out there where we could actually make some real money with commercials. You don't want them. This is one way to make sure we never get them. And it, it, yeah, it, it, this just it, calling the bluff of the public. Yeah, let me just do yeah. two uh, 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 quick stories here, John, just before we uh, before we sign off. Well, Did I still you, got my college story to do. Okay, I'll, you do the college story after I do. Uh, Wall Street's new business, because, of course, uh, the mortgage business uh, blew up. They've got a new one. And this is actually, I think, ties right into swine flu. Um, Have you heard of these life settlements, John? These are basically reverse life insurance policies. So... So you're selling your life to Wall Street? Well, yeah. Life insurance policies that ill and elderly people sell for cash. So 400000 oh, Yeah, 000, I have heard of this. Yeah, $400,000 for a $1 million policy, depending on the life expectancy of the insured person. They will now be securitizing these policies by packaging hundreds or maybe even thousands together into bonds They will then resell the bonds to investors like pension funds who receive payouts when people with the insurance die. But here's the kicker. Of course, the sooner the policyholder dies, the bigger the return.
0: Wow. This is a really cool derivative.
1: <laughs> yeah. So if you invest... Who in, dreams this stuff up? Yeah, well, if you, if you invest in Credit Suisse, if you invest in um, in one of these securitized um, uh, life insurance policy bonds and you invest in GlaxoSmithKline, you can't go wrong because you're on both ends of the hedge. It's a beautiful thing. We get yeah. more swine flu vaccine filled with adjuvants. They're going kill, to kill people. And then you get a higher payout. As they die it's earlier. It's a perfect straddle. It's, it's a straddle. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. And then I just wanted to tell you two quick things uh, about how your uh, U.S. government works. John, I am so sure that you've seen this picture. You've probably blogged it. Uh, it and if, if it's not Photoshopped, it's just unbelievable. It's a picture of House Minority Leader Lawrence Cafero, Jr., uh, who's speaking to uh, colleagues at a budgeting meeting for the fiscal year in Hartford, Connecticut at the Capitol. And it's from behind, so you see on the laptops what the, uh, what the uh, administration there is actually doing. Uh, two of them are playing solitaire on their computer. One is looking at uh, a baseball game. It is the most fantastic picture of your government at work, even if it's local. Have you seen the picture? No. Oh, I Skyped it to you.
0: Oh, let me look.
1: This is, uh, I'll just read uh, from the article. Two De- Democratic legislators were playing solitaire on their state-issued computers Monday night, dur- Monday oh, night yeah, during yeah, a yeah. late-night debate on the state budget.
0: I question this picture, by
1: the way. I do as well, but, you know, no. One, I haven't heard anyone rebut it uh, at the moment. And then finally, before you get to your college story. It looks,
0: by the way, as though the woman on the left... is playing the extremely elaborate game of Spider, which I think is the greatest solitaire game, especially with all the suits. You
1: have mentioned that before.
0: Yeah. That's what it looks like she's playing. That's the only thing that she could possibly be playing, which means she lives lives a life of frustration.
1: So um, we've been wondering why uh, Justice Sonia Sotomayor was uh, voted in and why she was so important. I think I might have a clue. The Supreme Court we'll be holding a rare special session, which uh, marks the debut of Justice Sotomayor. At issue is whether prior rulings limiting corporate spending on federal elections should be overturned. The justices could decide to erase the subtle but important distinction between corporate donors, which are subject to regulation, and individual donors, who are largely not. Mm and i think we should keep our, our eye on this because if it if it's overturned i guess then well then then it's just a free for all then then corporations can just donate directly into politicians pockets without any limitation whatsoever yeah it's a bonanza so all of these links that we've discussed today will be in the show notes at uh, noagenda.show.com or noagenda.mevio.com And now your story about...
0: uh, Well, first I want to do a correction from last uh, show. Alexander, who's now our um, Russian uh, cultural (sighs) attache, said a note in mentioning to Adam in particular, you were probably in Chicago when the only Moscow American Airlines flight was departing. That's why you saw so many Russians.
1: Yeah, it was actually KLM, but okay.
0: Well, no, but when the other flight was departing.
1: It was at the check-in counter for KLM. And they were in line there. Yeah, oh. tons of them. But okay, well, I, 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 I'm sure they were. They were just uh, transferring in Amsterdam to move on to Russia. They didn't have the direct American Airlines flight because, of course, it was filled with Russians.
0: Anyway, he what he went. The point he's making is that <laughs> these Russians are not the, the the Russians with all the money that are growing crazy. He says they're all in. Uh, made it clear that they're in New York and the Bay Area. Ah. I found that a little weird. Here. Yeah, I didn't know that. Anyway, so he's going to keep us apprised at what the Russians are up to. So my thing, so I'm going to this this football game. I pick up a copy of the Daily Cal. And in it, there's an uh, article on the front page. Faculty discusses campus's future. And it looks like the University of California, which has been out of control for a number of years in terms of their spending. And a friend of mine who taught there mentions the fact that, you know, the average the salary in, at the University of California administration, the average salary is $300,000 for any administrator, which means there's some wow. people making like, you know, million. Yeah, But the professors themselves are making like up to 300 and more thousand. In fact, there was a list in 2005 uh, in the uh, SF gate about some of these guys making three fifty plus in terms of they get overtime for some unknown reason. And they get uh, housing allowances. They get—I mean, it's just a, just amazing. And we're not talking about famous people. We're just talking about you know the run of the mill types. So they're they, but meanwhile the state's broke and the <laughs> University of California is moaning because they've built built a bunch of expensive new facilities and they, and nobody wants minute. to take a pay.
1: They, don't tell me they're they're, t- they're going to get some stimulus money. Are they? No. What they decided
0: to do is they're going to crank up, instead of serving the state of California, by the way, this is going on throughout the country. These universities have gotten, you know, they they get a tax-free deal, they get free property, and they have all this, you know, and they're supposed to be serving the public. But now they're going to change. They want to increase the state out of state, which means China, by the way, student admissions from the current 10%, which is pretty high, to 22% because huh. they, can get, they can gouge these kids. And Besides the fact that they're already gouging the, the Californians, I ran the calculation on this website. And if, you were making 50, if you're a family making $50,000 a year, you can expect to pay 26800 dollars to send, send your, your kid, kid to, to the, the public University of California, which is a state institution. And that's for one year? That's for one year.
1: <laughs> oh my. And, wh- and by the way, look at how much they learn. My goodness. We it got just, a, <laughs> and these, and
0: now these guys are saying, and they, apparently they say, "Well, you know, we, we only get uh, four billion dollars from the state. <laughs> we get, you know, that's only, you know, some like twenty percent of what we use because we get a lot of free money yeah. from all over the place and all these uh, these ridiculous." And I bet, they have, a, I bet we, they
1: have a great health care plan too.
0: So that well they used to, but that they don't anymore, I mean the yeah, the professors do, but right. they, when you I was a student there, we had free health care at the they had a hospital on campus, and we'd go there, and it was free.
1: you can go to the swine but club the, the swine but club, but now
0: I understand it's not anymore, of course, so anyway, so they've decided to you know the, now they're talking about kicking the state out of their business. Even though this is a state, a state, state school,
1: but the state—they're the, <laughs> going to kick wait, the state out, and say, we can go it alone. Wait a minute! They don't I, need I, their I, money. I don't. I don't understand how that works. And I'm
0: thinking, well, the first thing I would <laughs> say to these people, and I would like to know anyone who's got some insight in the University of California system and has some complaints that we can air here on the show, is I'd like to know, you know, why don't, yeah, why don't you guys just do that? And then we'll take a look at that tax exempt property you're sitting on all over the state, which is worth billions, and just tax the crap out of it. Well, you know, let's turn it around. Instead of getting, you know, getting $4 yeah, let's billion. Just, dollars let's
1: free get some of that money from them. Just, yeah. Let's so, uh, so, we, so we can pay the firefighters who are uh, fighting fires, and uh, and and service workers are getting IOUs instead of checks.
0: So anyway, I just found the whole thing abhorrent, and, and I could go
1: on here. with it. Nothing to see here. Ooh, look at that.
0: Sorry. You know, one of the things that happened, I was a friend of mine is the uh, on the College of Letters and Sciences advisory board or the board, I guess, and he says he says to me, he says. I said, well, yeah, this is years ago. I said, my, yeah, I'd like to get my. My son wants to go to the University of California. He says, says no, nah, you're not. He's not going to get in. I said, why? He says, it's not like when you and I were kids. He says, they, you can't even get in now to colleges, letters, and science unless you have a, at least a four point four grade point average. Well, your last, your last name is Bush, Clinton, or Cheney. And I'm saying four point four grade point average. How do you get four point four on 4. a 4.0 4.
1: scale? Four point four.
0: Yeah. And so he says no it's cuz it what what happened is there's a scam that's evolved over the years it used to apparently I did some research into it, and it used to exist when I was a kid but nobody paid attention to it because you didn't need to called the you know advanced placement system which is essentially a, a, a money making scheme to give you all kinds of credits that oh, that extra add, credit. Whatever. oh jeez It's off the it's off the books extra credit that you pay for essentially as part of a corrupt system that has made it so you know you can't even go to the public school anymore unless you like are in on the on the this crazy game. Wasn't
1: wasn't this this president supposed to make education really easy for everybody and everyone you know? And how about our previous president? No child left behind. I mean, how did this get so out of control? it's
0: completely it's beyond out of control and the worst part is the arrogance of these of these universities at this level That you know and, and I still don't get overtime for, for for professors i mean what kind of overtime, overtime. yeah what happened oh, i had to work a, <laughs> i had to read a book last night i mean what is overtime
1: because they're all reading atlas Shrugged, john it takes forever to get through <laughs> it yes he's done it once again he slipped it uh, I in, know, okay. I and
0: I, I we'll have further gripes, but I would like anybody out there with horror stories about college experiences around the country, and and scams that they they or perceived scams. So you see something that doesn't look just right. Hey. Email me, put in the NA or no agenda in the subject line, and I'll collect this stuff and we can just complain bitterly. Because I think a lot of this stuff is going under the radar. I mean, the, the, the stuff that was done by s f Gate, the San Francisco Chronicle, where they were moaning about this, was really ended around 2005. It's gotten worse since then. But I think the, the Chronicle, because of the nature of the newspaper business, they, they got no feedback saying, you know, we want more stories like this, so they dropped it.
1: Unbelievable. Anyway, All right, let me uh, wind up with uh, with one more uh, quick clip, and I believe this is real. It could be doctored. It's a YouTube video. It's of John Murtha, and he is taking a vote in, uh, I guess, the House. And uh, so, this is how democracy works, I guess. And there's some questions about it that come from the floor.
6: Those in favor of a vote will stand and remain standing. On approval of the, of the journal, those in favor say. So, so this
1: is—it's not really an important thing. It's the approval of the journal, whatever the hell it is. But uh, listen it's to so basically it... the document. Right. Okay. Whatever the document is, I don't have the context. Aye. Aye. Aye.
6: Those will say no. No. Opinion of the chair: The ayes have it.
1: Speaker. Speaker. The ayes
6: have it. Those favoring a vote, buddy ayes and nays, will please rise. Number have arisen the and days of pursuant clause
1: eight, rule twenty. Further procedure question. Our this is from C-SPAN, by the way. Now they now they get some questions. Everyone's pissed <laughs> off. Yeah, the
6: chair tell me, but me but how just... many members rose to request the recorded vote and the total number of members present in the house upon which the chair made his decision. It's up to the chair. And let me tell you, let me tell you this: the the vote will show that the approval would be approved by the House. As it has been. Uh, Mr. Speaker, further parliamentary inquiry. That's not, that's not a parliamentary inquiry. Mr. Speaker, a further parliamentary inquiry. Uh, does not the Constitution require that in order to get a yea and nay vote, there has to be one-sixth of the members present requesting a yea and nay vote? One-fifth. Excuse me, one-fifth. The gentleman's correct. The gentleman's Craig. Uh, Further parliamentary inquiry, does not a recorded vote in the House require the second of 44 members? The quorum is present. Further parliamentary inquiry, did one-fifth of the members present stand, and if so, uh, how is it possible to challenge the call of the speaker? Here it comes uh, on the accuracy the, the of the count of members, is pre- not not subject to uh, right. uh, question. <laughs> speaker, I, Mr. Mr. <laughs> Sp- Mr. Speaker, I make a point of order that one fifth of the members uh, present were, did not support the demand for a recorded vote or a yay or nay
1: call. Oh, I love it. You just got to look at this video. You hear twice as many nays. And he says, oh, it's passed. The eyes have it. It's beautiful. Yeah, well, you know, you can do that. I'm surprised they can't get anything else done. Yeah, like healthcare, as an example. All right, uh, John, I think we did go a little bit over our quota today on time. But, hey, everyone's getting their money's worth. Yes, and go and uh, to take part in the uh, dinner. Uh, which
0: will be on October 3rd. Uh, go to slash NA sign up immediately.
1: Yeah. And uh, I will be leaving uh, for the United States tomorrow, flying back to San Francisco. So uh, we'll be doing the show in close proximity. And maybe we can uh, do a dinner this week, John, and do a review. It's been quite a while. Yeah, there's a bunch of places. <laughs> that we haven't been to yet? Yeah, a couple. Okay, excellent. Coming to you from the 17th Century Canal House Crackpot Command Center in Gitmo Nation, east in the heart of Amsterdam, I'm Adam Curry.
0: And from the northern Silicon Valley in northern California, I'm John C. Dvorak.
1: We will talk to you again on Thursday morning, Gitmo Nation West Time, same time on No Agenda Stream, right here on No Agenda.